Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit, while making you laugh along the way. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Through Thick and Skin podcast. My name is Megan Patterson, and I'm Aaron Jensen, and we are your hosts for episode number seven. Oh my gosh! It's been a blast, you guys. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven for sure. We've been loving all the engagement from the the, the Instagram with you guys, and we pose a lot of questions mm-hmm. um, to get your feedback. We definitely appreciate the reviews on the Apple Music Store, um, and we kind of threw it out there. Like, are there any? So far, we've come up with our own topics. Yes. Um, but we have asked: Is are there any topics that you'd like us to cover? Yeah, because we can talk about beauty and skincare and aesthetics all day long, but I think there's a lot more depth to us mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that we know a lot of stuff about. Yeah. That people are kind of curious to know about the different levels, dimensions of us as people. Um, so like we mentioned in the very beginning, this is not just going to be a beauty podcast. This is not going to be a skincare podcast. Mm-hmm. This is more of a comprehensive getting to know us as sisters as working together in, yes. in, in an industry and, yeah, so today's topic uh, is travel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been asking about it. Um, I mean, I get like DMs a lot about asking for tips and things like that on my favorite places to visit. On Mexico, obviously, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Mexico. I love the country. Um, so we're just kind of going to get into that and, yeah. and travel as a whole. You made travel, you were traveling before traveling was really popular. You know what I'm saying? Like pre-social yes. media days. Yes. I I, abs- I didn't even think of that. But like when we were younger, mm-hmm. when we were like eight or 10 years old, our parents said you could have one big Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And usually that one big Christmas present was a bike for Aaron. My brother wanted a Game Boy. And I wanted a Southwest round trip ticket to Sacramento, California. That was my big Christmas present because I loved airports. I loved being on airplanes. And by the way, my best friend had moved to Chico. So that was my big Christmas present was an airplane ticket. Um, I value experiences. I think that's very um, like uh, pertinent to me mm-hmm. as an adult is that, you know, my brother wanted a video game. My sister wanted a bicycle and I wanted a three day weekender as an eight year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the days where like my parents could walk me to the gate. It plop was, you on and the stewardess and, took care of you. Yeah. And you had like a little plastic ticket for a boarding pass. Like this uh, was OG Ontario airport, old terminal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been traveling for a really long time. I mean, when I was 18, I moved to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love being in airports. Like I, as, like TSA agents turn me on, uh, checking in, like the ins and outs. You have of a love airplanes. and hate. We just talked about how much we hated TSA the yes. episodes ago. We did talk about <laughs> the hate for TSA because you're an amateur and you don't know, know how to please, utilize. Please school me in your ways, okay. Master Megan. So you guys know that my my past life, if you've been listening, I was a travel manager for Steve Aoki, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Future Islands. Uh, I did Amazon films. I, I managed a lot of people's travels, uh, a lot of DJs, a lot of bands. Um, and so I had to, for my livelihood, learn the ins and outs. Because it was not an uncommon question for Steve to say, 
I need to fly to Shanghai. I have to have a morning flight only and it needs to be a lay flat business class or first class. What do you got? Mm. He cannot wait a day for me to figure that shit out. No. So I have a lot of websites that I utilize um, for international travel to check out plane sizes, the configurations, configs we call it. So I'm going to drop some knowledge with you guys that you guys yeah. are going to get today. Megan's um, what Aoki would pay for. Yes. You guys are going to get for free. And this is not budget travel. These are not budget travel tips. We're not trying to break the bank, but we're going to tell you the quality way to do things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you don't travel very often, this is still important stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who are very savvy travelers, uh, you know, they know the right website to buy from. But um, for me, I will pay a little extra to have a more enjoyable experience. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about just like basics, regardless of where you're going, regardless of how long your trip is, what class of service you're flying, the TSA experience. Can you explain class of service too? Because I didn't really know that term. Okay. So class of service is economy, basic economy, business class, first class, comfort plus. A lot of different airlines have different classes of service. For instance, Southwest is a completely economy flight. Mm -hmm. If you've been on a Southwest flight, there's no business class. I mean, the way they put you on the plane, you can have like A-list status, et cetera, but every fucking seat is the same on a Southwest flight, okay? Mm -hmm. That is a class of service is economy. Got it. Uh, Most domestic flights, like from LA to New York, it's um, mostly economy and then business class. Some airlines like Delta has a business class and then like a premium economy service and then a business class, okay? Um, Then when you go international, that's when it gets gnarly. I mean, the um, showers in the apartments. Yes, that's like um, like Emirates and the the really fancy airlines that go to Dubai. Like, yes, you can rent an apartment. I've I've booked it for a client of mine. It was like a twenty thousand dollar flight one way, and you do get a shower. It's like a ten minute shower in your own private apartment. You have a lay flat bed. You get personalized linens. It's over the top. But if you are, you know, a a chic or something like that, that ain't no thing. Mm -hmm. That's like a drop in the bucket. So, um, you know. I I come with class of service. So we got that out of the okay, way. Class of service. Class of service. Most people fly economy um, and that's absolutely fine. I have certain rules, personal rules for myself when I fly economy, when I fly business class. I am six feet tall. So any flight over three and a half hours, I have to be very strategic with where I sit. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're short, you don't care. It doesn't matter. But anyways, so before you even get to the, uh, before you even get to the airport, all right, uh, security. We all know about security at airports and how it's gotten really strict. We all know that you can't have over a certain amount of liquids in your bag. Mm-hmm. We all know that it, like uh, post 9-11, things really changed. Yeah. And the one thing I recommend every single person on this planet to get, or every American, I should say, is TSA PreCheck and Global Entry. It's not that hard to get. Regardless yeah. of if you fly once a year, internationally, once a year domestically, what TSA PreCheck and Global Entry are, they are two different programs, but they fall under um, a government uh, program that allows you to get through security in an expedited fashion. Mm-hmm. So TSA PreCheck is when you are waiting in line at the airport and you see all these people sliding past you with their shoes on and their belts on and their jacket and you're like, fuck them. Like, why are they getting <laughs> yeah. in front of me? What kind of, uh, you know, uh, privilege do they have? It's called TSA PreCheck and it's $95. Okay. You could have it as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um it's a very simple thing to sign up for. Once you sign up for this TSA pre-check, you go to a specific website. I can't remember it, but Google it and it will take you to a government website. Mm-hmm. You sign up for TSA pre-check, then you have to book an appointment to mm-hmm. see a government official to 
answer some questions, get a fingerprint, and then you wait a few weeks and then boom, you have TSA pre-check. Now what that does is that cuts you in front of almost everybody. The the caveat with TSA pre-check is that um, it sometimes isn't available at all airports. Yes. So we learned in New York. JFK. Sometimes... TSA just doesn't want to open the pre-check line or maybe yes. they're all on lunch break and so you have to funnel through one line mm-hmm. and they don't care. Or a small airport like Burbank, for example, they don't, it's such a small airport, they don't have a separate TSA pre-check line, right, yeah. which is fine. They just give you a laminated card that says you don't have to take your jacket or your belt off or your shoes, which for me, that is totally worth it. Like yes. I keep my fit on, I'm looking good, I don't have to bend out with my butt crack hanging out to take off my shoes. I hate like bare feet on a dirty floor. Yeah, so or gross. I might have a hole in my sock, how mortifying. <laughs> You know, like those petty socks are very thin. So like my toe might be popping out and my future husband might be behind me in line. So TSA pre-check is pretty much you are vetted by the United, the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can breeze through security fairly quickly. It has saved my life countless times. I have nearly missed flights, but TSA pre-check comes through in the clutch. That's when you're going into the airport. The other thing to note is that TSA pre-check is not 100% guaranteed on your boarding pass. It won't always print. Okay. Even though you register it or your name yes. is linked to your name. Yes. Even though, it, so this is the thing. You could add it to a ticket. But the government still has the right to pull it off randomly. It's kind of like a quality check. Yes. So you could get approved for TSA pre-check, but you could be doing shady shit. And this is how they quality control it. Mm-hmm. All right. But in my in my years as a travel manager, it wasn't that. It was because somebody mixed up the numbers. Yes. Or There's a lot of numbers to put in when you're really working your ticket, your loyalty number, your TSA pre-check well, see, number. That's the thing, y'all. The way you can cut all that bullshit is that if all of your loyalty numbers, which each different airline is up to date and correct, including uh-huh. your TSA pre-check, once you put your loyalty number in, it populates everything. It's, oh. it's your number. It's your birthday. It's your passport. It's your Got TSA. It. Everything. Okay. So, there's no need to do extra work. That's why I'm always calling Megan. Megan, do my pre-check oh number. Oh my gosh, I get PTSD like she I'm does. She hates like it. I'm an assistant again. <laughs> but when I was an help assistant, me, I was flying me. private. So you know, I mean, it was worth being somebody's bitch. Uh, it's not worth being Aaron's bitch to pull up all of her and her children's. I have a numbers. lot of kids too. <laughs> so with TSA pre-check. Um, Okay, so TSA pre-check is domestic to get into an airport, okay? Mm -hmm. There are some airports across the world that do not have TSA pre-check. So if you are in bumfuck Thailand or something like that Mm -hmm. in some jungle airport, it's probably not going to have TSA pre-check. Yeah, so just get there a little early. Get there a little early and don't fret and don't throw a fit and don't be an obnoxious American when you're like, I have pre-check, like where's my my expedited pass? Um, So... And then, so TSA PreCheck is one entity of the uh, uh, of this government program. There's also Global Entry. Global Entry is what happens when you land from an international destination. Uh, so you land at LAX after a trip, and you see the queue to go and see the border or like customs. Nightmarish, right? So many people. I mean, it makes a lot of people like turn off from even flying internationally. I think, or or like cars, like your car service, your taxi. Mm-hmm. It's just the last thing you want to do after like an eight-hour flight is deal with customs. Just wait two hours and a yes. customs line. Yes. Pro tip: get global entry. All right. Um, so global entry is once again you you get interviewed, you get a fingerprint, and you uh, instead of having to um, wait in line, you go directly to an electronic kiosk where they scan your passport. They take a picture of you and it prints out a little piece of paper. You have an expedited line to customs. There they they bear. I mean, this guy barely looked at mine the last time I was there. 
Um, I was out through customs in 10 minutes. Wow. While everyone else was behind with their annoying children. At LAX, Yes. Yeah. So you could do TSA pre-check separately from global entry. Mm -hmm. But because you're, you know, some people are like, I never travel internationally. You never know when you're going to have to go to a wedding in Mexico. Yeah. Or go to London for work. Um, So I highly suggest if you don't have either of these uh, memberships to do a combined Mm -hmm. global entry and TSA pre-check. Okay. So TSA pre-check alone is $95. Global entry alone is $100. Um, And so the combined price is like $185, $195. Also, I would check with your credit cards because I got TSA pre-check for free when I was using my American Express. Mm. So that's another pro tip. um, Hack if any of your credit cards offer that. But essentially, um, you... Sign up for both TSA PreCheck and Global Entry online, and then you set up an appointment. Getting an appointment at LAX is like a six-month waiting list wow. or something ridiculous. The way to avoid that, like I did, is drive to the border. I drove to Otay Mesa. I had a 6 a.m. appointment, and I had my TSA PreCheck Global Entry and Sentry within two weeks. Now, what's Sentry? Sentry is a physical land border crossing uh, between the United States and Mexico. Mm-hmm. So... It's not a passport card. It is a physical ID that has its own name, Sentry, that gets me through the border from Mexico to United States in driving. 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 Driving only. Okay, you need a passport to fly on an airplane. You could use a passport card on a cruise ship. But when you're driving, and you could use a passport on, driving through land as well, but your border wait in Tijuana will be five to six hours. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I have a Sentry pass. So I when I got this appointment in Otay Mesa, I was on my way to Mexico anyway, so I was very strategic about it. I had this one interview. It took 15 minutes. They took my fingerprint. I had the trifecta. TSA pre-check, global entry, and a century card, and I'm good for five years. Yeah, that's not bad. So how much did all of that cost you? 195 Wow. Because when I was there, he's like, hey, you want, he's like, you want global entry too? I was like, fuck yeah, I want a global entry. Yeah. And he's like, I'll include it. He's like, no worry, 195 Wow. And most people don't need century cards because they don't drive through the border, but because I drive to Mexico pretty well, why much. why not just have it? Exactly. You know, like, why not just check all the boxes, pay the extra money, because that's what convenience is all about. Yes. yes. And we, in, in here at the treatment, we are all about conveniences where it's, whether it's technology, you yes. know, like having an electronic system to send text reminders, um, the efficiency of our product ordering. Efficiency. I mean, I always recommend to my Botox clients, get a facial every time you get Botox done. Because then you know you're at least doing something for your skin quarterly. You don't have to make an extra visit here. It's like one extra hour mm-hmm. every four months and boom, you're done. That's Just it. do it all at once. Yeah. So efficiency in our professional and personal life yeah. is what I'm all about. So yeah, I think those are, if you haven't gotten that yet, do it now. Um, I don't have clear. That's the one thing I don't have. I'm not super familiar with it, to be quite honest. And they haven't given me any money. So um, I'm not going to talk about them. I almost feel like you get a lot of perks from all the other cards you have. If you have all that stuff down. Yeah, then, for sure. Yeah. It, it's really just so important. And I mean, the amount... It's just, it saved my life mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. where I'm just like, thank you, TSA PreCheck. Yeah. So pro tip, also sign up for a loyalty account with every single, uh, the the main three alliances of airlines. Is this boring? No. I, Are you interested? Yes, okay, I'm interested. Cool. I was, because I call your ass every other month when I have to go on a trip. It's so and annoying. And I, I need my help. Can I, I need like, help? I have points. What I'm do like, I do you, with my points? You have so many assistants. They need to keep track you of this You always say that. I really don't have that many assistants. You have three. I have medical assistants that help me with my medical stuff. <laughs> you have at least one. Okay. I have none and I have everyone's life organized. Yeah. So, okay. So 
In the airline world, um, there are three huge alliances. Mm -hmm. So an alliance is pretty much just like a group of airlines that all band together and work with each other. So I don't know if you've ever been on, you've ever um, purchased a ticket on Delta.com, but then you're uh, flying on a Aero Mexico airplane. Yes. Okay. Because Aero Mexico and Delta are partners. Mm -hmm. They're partner airlines. Okay. They're part of the same alliance, SkyTeam. So SkyTeam is an alliance where... um, they all kind of share loyalty programs. So rather than signing up for a, an Idol Mexico loyalty number, mm-hmm. I have a Delta number that I ride or die for. You love Delta. I have a Delta Amex. I'm a stand for Delta. I love their customer service. Mm-hmm. Their snacks are incredible. Their Biscoff co- cookies They're are really good. fire. <laughs> um, and they fly to where I want to go. They have mm-hmm. hubs in cities I'm really into, JFK, Atlanta, Los Angeles. Their Sky Lounges are great. Their Sky Lounges are great. And there's just they have great perks. I really, really love Delta. Yeah. So... Uh, when I flew when I flew Idol Mexico, I used Delta points for an Idol Mexico flight. It's okay. called a code share. Okay, so if you're flying on a um, on let's say Aritalia, all right, I don't even know if that airline still exists. It was kind of on the verge of bankruptcy. I think it's an Italian airline. Okay, um, that is under the Sky Team blanket or, or like the umbrella. So um, I do not sign up for every single airline. You don't have to. No, because Delta covers it all. Yeah. And also you can use. Your Delta mileage to your Delta miles to buy airlines uh, to buy flights on these other airlines. So I highly suggest if you haven't done so already. Once again, people have this attitude where ah, I barely fly. Mm-hmm. I barely fly. Okay, well you could create a loyalty account sitting on the toilet. Like it, you're already scrolling on you know the internet. Like yeah. why not just create it and keep it in your phone? Mm-hmm. What I do is I create a note that I have all my loyalty numbers for airlines, hotels, rental car companies. Um, whatever, and then I have it as a favorite in my photos. Mm-hmm. So my favorites, it's mm-hmm. a picture of my license plate and my loyalty numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those are numbers I frequently use. And um, once you have, so there's Sky Team, which is Delta, um, I don't Mexico Air France KLM. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, the One World Alliance. Um, I believe that's United uh, Lufthansa, or the, no, that's American. I'm sorry. Um, so, okay. No, one world is like American airlines, Cathay Pacific, um, American airlines pretty much runs the world. Like they fly everywhere, hugely popular. Um, and so definitely get a loyalty number and then you could apply it to those other little flights on those little airlines that American airlines Mm -hmm. is associated with. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this, I'm sorry, star Alliance is United Lufthansa, um, those other airlines. Now, when you are going to fly somewhere, do you always look at the Delta page first to see if Delta flies there first? This is my this What's is my process. Strategy? So I'm so familiar with, for instance, I have to go to Nashville, okay? And Nashville is a hub for Southwest, uh-huh. all right? So there are a lot of websites. What most people go to is they're like, I'm going to go to kayak.com yes. and I'm going to look up a flight and I'm going to book through kayak, Okay. I don't, I don't trust that shit. I learned that so early from you. Exactly. I don't trust that shit because people think, oh, kayak has the better rates. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Kayak does not fucking save you money. Okay. Kayak, the way kayak works is that they buy a whole bunch of seats on an airplane, a whole bunch of seats on a hotel. They, they, uh, and then they take your money, but those airlines and those hotels, they don't get that money. So I can't tell you how many people were like, when I worked Mm -hmm. at the W, would be like, hey, I booked my room on kayak.com. I'm here for a super romantic weekend with my boyfriend. And I noticed that I'm putting a room with two doubles. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's... Sorry, that's what you... That's what ka- kayak is a, is a run... Like, a, kayak is a crapshoot. Yeah. 
why why the fuck would W promise you a king size bed with rose petals on the bed when they're only paying kayak a a, a portion yeah. of what anybody else threw the hotels? So this is a segue pro tip: always book directly I with the hotel. It. Yeah. Always. Yeah. There's no website, there's no aggregator on the internet that is going to offer something cheaper. But okay? if you don't care about quality, about anything, like if you're looking for cheap, cheap. I'm sorry. I just don't try. I can't tell you I know. how many nightmares. I know. People I come know. to the hotel and be like, here's my confirmation number from hotels tonight in the, in the quickness.com. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? I don't know what this is. Yeah. And then they're super frustrated. It's like people think that they are saving money by going through these third parties mm-hmm. and from being in the hospitality industry, when people would, would pull that pull that card, like, well, I'm about to book on kayak, I'll be like, go check directly on our website. Not only will we get you the same rate, but we'll get you two drink coupons. Yeah. Because- You they, usually match that. Yes. Stuff, yes. And it's, if anything goes down, it's on the hotel's, like- That's like when people are like, well, the last place I used to go to would give me $8 unit Botox. I'm like, well, why the fuck are you here then? Exactly. Then get like, the step in. Exactly. Get out of here. It's- it's just amazing how people think. I mean, also the time you spend on these aggregators, mm-hmm. um, the confusion. If you want to change a flight, oh, you oh, are yeah. screwed. Mm-hmm. If you want to change a flight, kiss your money goodbye, okay? Uh, pretty much every airline except for Southwest, Southwest allows free flight changes, is a $200 change fee minimum. That's domestic. That doesn't include yeah. international, okay? Um, say you book a flight and you're like, oh, I got the dates wrong. You legally, technically have 24 hours from the date of purchase to change without penalty. So they don't say that very bold, but if you look at the fine print of any of the tickets you buy, you like bought the wrong day or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah, yeah. You, you realize you're flying, uh, you got the city pairs wrong or something like yeah. that. Um, you have a 24 hour window. So I always recommend, um, just checking again, like a day later before the cutoff and, um, you can get the money completely refunded after that 24 hour part then you have to pay at least a change fee, not including the difference in fare. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, third party. So this is how I operate. For instance, I have to go to uh, I have to go to Tennessee in uh, in July. I live in East Los Angeles. Okay, I live very I, the three airports I look at. Number one, Burbank. Mm-hmm. Number two, LAX. Number three, Ontario. Number four, John Wayne. Okay. Okay. That's your order. I know BNA, which is the city code for Nashville, is a Southwest hub. Okay. It's also an American hub. So if you didn't know that, what I recommend is this website. It's a, it's a non-paid uh, for, completely ad-free website created by Google called the Google IST Matrix. Ooh. This is a secret oh, website. this is like This deep. is a total secret website, okay? This is, because when I was a travel agent, I used a system called Sabre, which looked like archaic MS-DOS, like DOS, yeah. um, but it was a really quick, I, I, you know how like court reporters type in shorthand? Mm-hmm. I would be able to type hand in shorthand like the cities, the date, the class of service, the amount of people, and then it would pull up every single airline across the world. Wow. So Google, uh, it's a little more user-friendly. It's just drop-down menus and stuff like that, but I could be very specific. So this is not a kayak. It's not a, a cheaptravel.com. Mm-hmm. It is provided for by Google. Okay. Um, so look it up, Google ITS Matrix, okay. something like that. We'll put it in our show notes on the website. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, what you do is I put in the city pair. It allows you to say like any other nearby airports, mm-hmm. and then I make it nonstop. I will take a nonstop flight if it means me driving to Los Angeles International. Yeah, you hate layovers. Over because it's a crapshoot. You don't know yes. what's going to happen. I missed a flight going to Buffalo, New York. I landed at JFK and we pushed back late, and the pilot didn't make up for it in the air. And I missed my little flight 
to Buffalo, New York, like my 30 minute flight. And I was stuck at JFK for like eight hours. So that was the last time where I was like, I can't trust any of, you know. So Mm -hmm. anyways, um, I'm very, very specific. There's some people that are like, I love to stretch my legs. I got a kid. I got a pump, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like for me, major inconvenience. I want to get there. So um, I am very specific with my parameters, get very clear, but there are also some places you cannot fly nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I know that I cannot fly from like Ontario to Miami yeah. nonstop. You have, you have to lay over in Dallas. There's yeah. a layover so be- yeah. because Ontario is a very small airport, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so you put it in the aggregator yes. and then it shows your options. Yeah. So people, so an aggregator is a word to describe something that gathers everything. Yeah. So this gathers from every airline except for Southwest. Southwest is a freak. They're an anomaly. They they are not part of an agreement called ARC, which is a travel term. Um, so that's the one airline you have to check separately. Okay. So I knew I was going to check Southwest on my own, right? And I've discovered there are two very similar flights as far as cost and duration and everything between American and Southwest. Okay. Then I look at my, my points. I was like, how many points do I got in Southwest? How many points do I have in American? Yeah. Maybe I could burn up some points. Then I remember, hmm, American, you have to pay for seats. Oh, yeah. If you want to pick like one with more leg room yeah. or an um, aisle or an window. aisle. No, just basics. Or- like I have never in my entire life flown in a middle seat. I've never, I would cancel. Megan, flight. eight years old was like, move it, bitch. I need the aisle. No, I was, <laughs> I was the, uh, yes, I was the first one on the plane sitting bulkhead, which is the name of the seat in the very front in the aisle. I'm very particular. If it's a flight over four hours, I'll do a window. Mm-hmm. If So the American seat could have been cheaper, but you still would have had to pay for your seat. Yes. In because turn, making it more expensive. I so. will not just be like, oh, I'll wait till 24 hours before check-in. Like no. I do not rely on that. No. Because um, if you're not assigned a seat, you're more likely to get bumped off the uh, that's a full flight. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's so many, so many tips on on that. But essentially, what it's going to come down to is I'm going to go with Southwest because okay. um, I could pay 15 bucks or whatever for like the A list or to get on a little bit earlier if I'm mm-hmm. really particular about a seat. I'm so good about checking in on Southwest that I I don't usually get past the B boarding group, mm-hmm. and then I also. Um, if things go down, I have to change my plans. There's no change for you with Southwest. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so you're not necessarily looking for the most expensive flight. You're not looking for the cheapest flight. No. You're finding a combination of all those things. What's most convenient, but a decent price. Yeah, exactly. Because for me, I will pay a little extra to avoid laying over in a certain airport. Like mm-hmm. for instance, although I'm a Delta ho. Um, I will avoid flying Air France at all costs and not because Air France is an incredible airline. Their food is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Their food is so bomb. Their staff is really nice, but every fucking flight lays over in Charles de Gaulle, Paris airport. And that airport is a nightmare. I could have a three hour layover and we'll be sweating balls running through CDG, which is the Paris airport. Um, so anyways, that's just like my little pro tip with you guys. So, uh, to kind of wrap that part up, get pre-check mm-hmm. and global entry mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. sign up for it you don't know you might meet your future boyfriend and he's a jet setter and he yeah. wants to take you all over the world or a sugar daddy and if you don't have global entry sugar daddies don't fuck with that <laughs> they don't want to wait in line no they you. don't well, they're gonna well, they're they're gonna cr- their the limo is waiting outside <laughs> and you're stuck there feeling like a chump and be like i should have listened to megan <laughs> i should have gotten global entry damn um, so definitely do that. Also sign up for loyalty programs. Even if you think you're never going to fly, you just never know. Um, I just got back from Mexico city, actually mm-hmm. paid for the entire trip on points. Wow. Um, and also, you know, for me, I, I, I have a, a Delta credit card. 
So that's what you focus your points on. Yes. yes. I've been thinking about getting a different airline credit card, um, but I just, I'm not sure yet. I'm not, I'm not ready to commit to that yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I like my favorite destinations. We could talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. Um, Mexico, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I go to Mexico at least once, once a month. Um, I drive down there at least once a month. This recent trip, I flew into Mexico City, which was um, awesome. I Mexico City is so vibrant, but I was blown away at how um, many extranjeros were there. Mm. Like there were a lot of Americans there, like girls on bachelorette parties. Yeah, I think a lot of times if you live in Southern California, you think Cabo, Mexico, Cabo. Exactly. Mexico, Cancun, Ensenada, Puerto Vallarta, yes. Cabo, no. But it's uh, the travel's expanding so much more. Oh, yeah. There. Well, because I think people are getting hip to uh, how beautiful and rich Central Mexico is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, where I studied was Sierra's north of Mexico City, and it's, it was super colonial, beautiful churches. I mean, you visited me. Oh, after, yeah. When I, I lived uh, in Querétaro. I came with the grandma. Grandma wanted to come down Bless and visit you. My, our grandma, rest in peace, she passed yes. away a few years ago. She was so Catholic. So She named Catholic. her kids Mary and Joseph. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I love her. I, I love my grandma, Scotty. And she, when I was living in Querétaro, there's a whole bunch of, we're surrounded by beautiful ornate churches with like gilded ceilings. And so grandma wanted to come down. She brought you and my brother. Yes. And um, it was hilarious. God, I love grandma, but she was a pain in the ass to travel with. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she was a very well-heeled, well-heeled traveler. Yes. So I think she, her spirit lives through me. Like she went to see the Great Wall of China alone or like with her priest. Yes. Um, she always loved a good little travel experience. Um, and she was originally from Canada. So, um, I definitely have a little bit of my grandma in me, but she came to visit and it was, you know, it's, it's tough getting around like uncharted Mexico. And this was before smartphones, before you could like Google translate. I didn't speak Spanish. She doesn't speak Spanish. Michael, our brother didn't speak Spanish. Um, so it was interesting. We were at breakfast one time when she was getting so upset because we didn't know how to say bacon in Spanish. You, you were alone. I was alone. I was not with Megan. Um, and yes. it's funny because my grandma would, she'll like look at the menu and speak in complete English yes. and be like, I want pancakes. <laughs> and the waiter's just dumbfounded. Like what? And she's like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So she got really frustrated. One time we were having breakfast. She met my ex fiance, boyfriend, whatever you want to call him. And he was, of course he was like, he like grabbed her hand and was like, senora, <laughs> senora Patison, it's so nice to meet you. And she was like, oh my God. And his name is Moses. <laughs> Because his name was Moses. Um, and so she met my little boyfriend and she was like, I want a coffee, literally in, in English. She was like, I want a black coffee. Because uh, she was a nurse and so she drank black coffee black all coffee. day long. And um, she was like, Megan, order. He just doesn't understand. And so in Spanish, I said to the waiter, I said, um, sir, she wants her coffee the same way she likes her men, black and hot. And she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And the waiter was like, "Ay, Dios mío, oh my gosh, qué cachonda, But it was it was hilarious because she had no idea what was going on. And See, it was beautiful though when we were down there. It was so nothing you'd beautiful. ever experienced. I no. mean, even my parents came no. down. We went to Guanajuato, mm-hmm. and they were like, "I feel like I'm in Europe mm-hmm. because you cobblestone know. streets." And what do you say to um, people that think that Mexico is dangerous to travel to? I think traveling is dangerous all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Chicago and I, I felt that my experience in Chicago felt a little more dangerous than when I was actually living in Mexico. Um, you know, that's not to say that Chicago isn't beautiful and I go back as much as possible because I do. Um, there are certain part. This is the thing. When people talk shit on me going to Mexico, I go to Mexico often alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, it's so dangerous. The cartels, this or that. 
And I understand that, but I never put myself in precarious situations. Mm-hmm. I'm never wasted in Mexico. No. If you ask all your homeboys that get jumped or robbed in Cabo or Cancun, nine times out of 10, they were drunk. Yeah. And you look like a mark. In, on 2 a.m. stumbling the streets. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Mexico has... Mexico, uh, Mexico relies on tourism as an industry. Mm-hmm. Petroleum, tourism, and I think a little food is what their main forms of industry are. So um, I'm just... They really want to make us feel welcome and comfortable and safe. If you've ever eaten at a Mexican restaurant, you could say, cut my food up and feed it to me. And they'll be like, claro que sí, señorita. Lo que quieras. Al tu servicio. Like Mexican, every Mexican experience I've had, it's been over the top as far as service. Mm-hmm. It, but it's not, for, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Just like visiting China isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like visiting Europe isn't for everybody. There are some people that like don't like the small streets or they don't like the small hotel rooms or they don't yeah. like the congestion of the subway. But for me... I always recommend to people just be aware. Mm-hmm. Don't be on your phone. Don't be in your headphones and don't be drunk stumbling around. Yeah. You look like a sucker. Mm-hmm. So um, I personally. So you feel comfortable. I feel so very yeah. comfortable. I do also speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. So I think people, the people who travel with me are like, wow, it makes it so much easier because I'm traveling with you. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I've been in love with the country since I was little. Yeah. And I have a lot of respect and admiration. Um, so yeah, I love Mexico city was great, but at some points I felt like I was in silver Lake, which, um, I didn't fly four hours to be brunching at a spot that felt like silver Lake. Um, but the architecture was incredible. I went to a lot of Luis Barragan houses. He's a very, very well-known Mexican architect, um, had some amazing tuna tostadas. So it's a really fun trip to, um, explore like the city center of Mexico, the museum, the culture, the the taco stands have a really nice dinner. Absolutely love it. But like for us local Southern Californians, Valle de Guadalupe, which is kind of on the come up is pretty much the North Baja Mexico wine country. I can't believe you're saying that right now. You just told me that it was like your secret and you didn't want to get out. I'm not going to give you guys my restaurants, (laughs) you know, because like I, the restaurants I go to, I walk in and they're like, Oh, it's la huerota, come on. That's like, they're, they know me there because I always bring friends with me and I introduce them to the chefs. Like, um, I definitely stick out, but Vita Guadalupe, you guys can do your own homework on it. It's, it's Mexican wine country. Yeah. I mean, a lot of hipsters are heading down there. I think New York times wrote an article on Mm -hmm. it. Vogue featured it. So it's not a secret. It's definitely out there, but a lot of people don't want to go because they don't feel comfortable driving. Mm -hmm. I've been doing, I've been driving to Mexico since I was in my early twenties. So I don't have a problem with it. And I also have century, like I talked about, but beyond Mexico, I do love exploring other parts of the world. I mean, I didn't fly to Europe until I was 30, Mm -hmm. five years ago. That was my very first visit to Europe because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it on a shoestring budget. No, I didn't want to stay in a hostel. No, no. Um, Outside of Mexico, what was your favorite, where is the favorite place, most favorite place you've traveled to? That's so tough. Um, I would have to say, oh, Lisbon was amazing. Mm. Lisbon, Portugal. I mean, as soon as I landed, every single man under 35, or I should say 40, looked like a fucking soccer player, <laughs> like a professional hot <laughs> soccer player. They all looked alike. They all have like very dark hair and like like inky brown eyes mm-hmm. and were fit. But me and Chisel my friend, features. me and my friend Vanessa were like, what the fuck? Is in the water. Like these taxi drivers are fine. Fine. I had like instant boyfriend. Like we went to this amazing club that was just for me when I like to travel, of course I like to check out the sites, but 
I'm not one to like, if I went to Paris, I've never been to Paris, by the way, I would not necessarily go see like the Louvre or the Mona Lisa or, I mean, of course I'll walk by the Eiffel Tower. I'd rather go to like the underground club. Yeah. Like where are the local Parisians? Like I'd rather go to a cafe and just watch people walk by and journal. That's more my vibe. That's mm-hmm. more my lane. Mm-hmm. So with Lisbon, I went to an incredible dance club called Lux and it was the... 25th year anniversary or something like that. It was a Tuesday night and I left at like five in the morning and people were still raging. It was amazing. And also like architecturally speaking, it was beautiful. Oslo, Norway was incredible. Um, I had the most ridiculous food, the wildest food you in my life. You need a travel blog. Everyone has a travel blog. Okay, we'll just put some stuff in our show notes. Yeah, that's It'll so basic. But um, Oslo, I've never seen more beautiful people in my life. Mm-hmm. Male, female, old, young, regardless of race, every single person was gorgeous. Like the girl that worked at McDonald's was stunning. <laughs> I thought I was gay for a second, but I wasn't when I saw the dude laying out in the, in the sun with his biker shorts on across the cafe from me. I pretty much had my binoculars out spying on him. So yeah, there's a few places I've, for me, it's very important that the city's walkable, mm-hmm. um, that the food is good and that uh, the people are friendly and yeah, that I do yeah. feel safe. So, um, but for me, I'm always, whenever I travel, I always, you know, I don't bring a lot of money on me. I don't keep my passport on me. Like there's just little things I've learned because when I hear these horror stories of people getting mugged or whatever, like the common thread is like they're in a dark, wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. And they're fucking wasted. Yeah. And they so. have all their money in their back pocket. Yeah. You just, you just look like Mark. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I have my next trip is, yeah, I'm going to Nashville for a festival, um, Bonnaroo, uh, which is a little hippy dippy, but it should be an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to be in Nashville for that, but yeah, I'm always down for a little trip. Uh, I mean, but for you, you can't really do much because you have kids. Well, you can, I mean, there's people that travel the world with their kids, Yeah. but I'm, I don't know. I'm more of a, um, domestic diva I like um, <laughs> I mean I'm really big about the like weekenders you know like yeah. two to three day nights and you know it's been different since building this business I don't take as much time off yeah. um and I come from the perspective and to each their own but my kids are young and I hear every day from my patients that it goes so fast make sure you soak it up my oldest is nine years old so to mm-hmm. me like she only has nine more years of being in our household. So for me, I think about, I can do the two to three week vacations when they're older, uh, maybe when they're in high school, a little bit later, but that's just personally me. I'd rather stay at home or do little things with them. So I think the amazing thing about living in Southern California is that you can go to Mexico. You can go to Northern California. You can go to Scottsdale. You can go to, um, Palm Springs, Palm Springs everywhere. Like these little trips, which are so fun. So I guess I'm mostly like the little puddle jumper trips. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like paying for myself and for other people. Well, <laughs> I will tell you this. We went to Hawaii last um, a year and that mm-hmm. was like our big trip and bought our tickets on points. And I'm like, well, shoot, I have a lot of points. Like I want to fly first class. Yeah. But I'm like, shoot, I got to pay for three kids to fly first class. And I want to be that we, person. We are adults. As adults, we did not sit in first class until I know I was 27. I, I questioned like, can I put my kids in coach and just fly first? No, class you myself? can't. By the way, everybody, I know you're asking that because I had a lot of clients, celebrity clients who wanted to sit them the, like husband and wife and then have the kids in the back. You can't do that. You have to have a nanny with them. You have to have an adult with them. I know. So I was that person that flew the kids first class, but just the one time. And it was points. It was was points too. Yeah, it wasn't like you're spending money. It was points. No. Yeah. So pro tip, get a card that earns really, really good points. Yes. Okay. Look into it. (laughs) 
For sure. So, yeah, I mean, we've, um, we haven't traveled, well, we kind of travel much as like a family whole. Mm -hmm. I think our, our favorite trip together this past year, Scottsdale, probably. Yeah, we went for my husband's 40th birthday. It was lit. It was fun. Because there were like 50 <laughs> people on the trip, yes. including my mom, who gets loose on the goose. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her apple teenies. And crab legs. My mom's fun. If you guys ever meet, I mean, Nico talked about our mom in the past episode, but mm -hmm. seriously, like my mom, like I get a lot of my sense of humor and my lightheartedness from my mom. She's a really good time. Yeah, she's fun. Deb, <laughs> if you see her around, that's our mama. But yeah. yeah, so we, you know, for me, travel, the, the way I see travel, there are some people that don't like being in hotels. They don't like the unfamiliarity. They feel very safe at home. They want to be, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a little more, I wouldn't say you're not into unfamiliarity, but there's yeah. so much logistics but involved. But I will tell you, like, I, I personally don't like Airbnbs. It kind of grosses me okay. out. Okay. I agree with you. Uh -huh. All right. On certain things. Airbnb, it's a very controversial topic and we don't have time to get into it because I've lived in San Francisco and Los Angeles and Airbnb in the city can kind of get at it. Mm -hmm. But when I stayed in Oslo, there was no hotel in the neighborhood I wanted to stay in. Yeah. Everything is at the waterfront. Everything is kind of stuffy. Um, I wanted to stay in the local younger area where there are cool restaurants and bars. And I found an Airbnb plus, which is a vetted for, I mean, anybody mm. could, th you could throw a closet up on Airbnb I know. and with dirty with sheets. Ew, disgusting, you know, and mm. pubes in the fucking sink. <laughs> um, but with Airbnb plus it's vetted for, but it's still not perfect. I know. Like you I want to know that the, the maids are washing the sheets in bleach every time exactly. I'm sleeping in it. Also, I like room service. I yeah. like a robe. Yes. I like a hair dryer. Yes. I like knowing that, you know, like also when you go to a really nice hotel, they're going to have bomb, uh, soaps and robes. Yes. Exactly. I'm, I went to a hotel in Chicago and they didn't have a robe and I called down cause sometimes they don't. Sure. They don't put them in all the rooms. No, they, they didn't have it at all. No, because it was a, it was more of a forward thinking hotel hinged on like nouveau travelers. Like that don't need robes. <laughs> obviously. I mean, I must be an old soul or just a luxurious lady because I go to hotels for a robe. I know you do. I am a robe life. Hashtag robe life. That is me. That is what I'm all about. That's what I live for. And this hotel, though, they also didn't have room service. And it's in a traditional sense where it was a linen table that was rolled in with like a ta-da when they pulled the, the metal top yeah. off. No, they brought me room service in a brown paper bag. But the food was bomb. Mm -hmm. It was just delivered by a guy wearing a polo shirt. It was pretty much Uber Eats, but by the hotel. Got it. Um, and that was really cool because it saved on the cost of room service. Yes. A room service okay. cheeseburger is $35 mm -hmm. out the door once mm -hmm. all the service fees and stuff. So anyways, I was like, okay, I got really yummy, um, fairly inexpensive room service, but I don't have a robe. It threw off my game. Give or take. Yeah. Is there options when you're booking hotels? Like, do you have robes at your You'd hotel? You'd have to literally call them. And just ask them. And the thing is, is that a lot of times the people don't, the people who work in the back don't know 100%. Yes. Um, so pack your own. Yeah. Bring your own travel robe. A really yummy, lightweight cashmere robe, fake cashmere, yeah. Nordstrom's. I also want to talk quickly about travel skincare. Okay. Since you talk about bring your own stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I always save... The, like the old crusty samples, like old masks, like samples of cleansers and put them in my travel bag. And then you get to your travel destination. You're like, what the hell is all this stuff? Like, yeah. why am I traveling with this? 
where I think it is really best to make sure you are traveling with all of your normal staples that you use all the time. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is mess up your skin with new products or something that's different or too harsh or too drying when you're on your vacation. You don't want to break out or anything like that. And a lot of times you're, when you are traveling, you're going to like a different climate. Yes. So you're going to like sunnier, humid, hotter weather, mm-hmm. or if you're going to the mountains or the colder weather. Yeah. Know your climate. Check. If yeah. it's going to be more humid, maybe stock up on some glycolic acid to turn over the oil production a little bit faster. If you're more dry, make sure you bring your moisturizers. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever you're shopping at your local skincare store, ask for samples. That's right. We have samples. If you're nice to us, we'll give you a sample of CE Ferulic, which is like a $20 value. Easily. Yes. Easily. I mean, people sell CE Ferulic samples on eBay. I know. Sketch. Super sketchy. You don't, don't do that because you don't know what they put in it. No. Like it's, that's some aftermarket bootleg. No. No. Um, Yeah. I I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. Like what I did from Mexico is I actually, because I was just coming off of a peel, I brought a little epidermal repair Mm -hmm. to help with super compromised dehydrated skin. Um, I also brought makeup wipes and don't, don't worry. I brought makeup wipes to get most of the gunk off and then I used Simply clean good uh which a face wash i yeah. should say and most of the um, skincare products are carry-on usually just the cleansers are the ones you have to yes try. so the serums and stuff i just get weary about bringing a full-size serum i know and it's because true. if it cracks or it breaks you're fucked yes it's true you just bring a small also those bottle sizes really add up mm-hmm. you might not believe it but like you know, like a full-size toothpaste, a full-size serum, a couple of them, a full... I mean, as big as you can get, three ounces for TSA, um, it will weigh your bag down. Yes. Yeah. And also, I, I you just never know. I, if my bag gets stolen, I'm always like, I don't want them to steal my Latisse. No, you know, you so I, I keep my Latisse at home and then yeah. I reactivate it yeah. once I get back home. And also, too, you can simplify your skincare when you're traveling. If you're going on vacation to Hawaii, leave your retinol at home. Your wrinkles aren't going to die after not they're using not gonna, it for a week or two. They're not going to come back with a vengeance. Hi, I'm here. But also make sure you are really, really stocking up on your sunscreens and moisturizers. Anywhere you go, sunscreen. sunscreen. Sun, snow, wind, rain, anywhere. Yeah. You need sunscreen. Water, fire. Yes. Planet. <laughs> Captain Planet. Um, so yeah, sunscreen is, sunscreen was a lifesaver for me in Mexico city because I didn't want to wear a hat with some outfits. I wanted to yeah. look cute, you yeah. know? And so I, but my forehead, I just felt the sun singeing into mm-hmm. it. So I just kept reapplying. Yeah. And the powdered sunscreens are always great to reapply too. Yeah. And they're not liquid. You don't have to worry about it. No, you don't have to worry about yeah. them spilling out or anything yeah. like that. So I think we covered a lot of stuff. We talked about skincare how to you know plan your travel really well? Yeah, um, and just how to get a good experience because you want to enjoy it. You work hard, so you want to enjoy your time. I'm off. saying like travel. Every time I travel, I come back inspired, mm-hmm. refreshed. Um, when I was flying back from Norway, I started uh, bawling while flying over Greenland. Couldn't explain why. I can't tell you how many times I've cried on a plane. Many times, and not because I'm sad, but because something about travel. I'm telling you, like tickles from the it tickles my soul like it sharpens my axe and not everybody feels that way you know what i mean like i i i work to travel i get out of bed i crave any opportunity to hop on a plane i am about that life some people all they want to do is stay home with their boo fuck that that sounds completely boring if i have a boo he's coming with me on the plane okay um but there is something i think travel pays for itself mm-hmm. i think anytime i'm on the fence like ooh, ooh, i don't know if i should book that like for instance i was looking at flights today to copenhagen and belize because why, why not? not exactly why, why not? not my that's you know some people like to watch the bachelor i like to plan vacations like that is my my uh, my hobby so um you know traveling ex- exposes me to so many different ideas i mean i can't tell you like when i went to iceland 
And I was in the Blue Lagoon and all these different like skincare products. Like that for me was research and development. Like what do Icelandic women use on their skin? It's Mm -hmm. stunning. Um, But just getting to know the people. I have friends all across the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met one of my really good friends on a bus in Pula, Croatia. Um, I just went to Mexico with her this past week. So for me, travel is everything. Mm -hmm. It is everything for me. It's what I live for. Um, And so I hope that you guys learned a little something, something about uh, this stuff. You know, we can make notes more about the actual things that I touched on. But um, yeah, all in all, just from Aaron's side, pack the right things. Pack the right things. Listen to a um, trusted advisor who knows how to travel. <laughs> yes. if you And you guys, travel, people think travel agents are super archaic. I don't think so. No. I think there is going to be a resurgence of the travel agent. It might not be called a travel agent. It's going to be called an advisor and manager. But don't think that you are better than a travel agent. No. Because you're the, they're calling. When I was a travel agent, they would be calling me from China being like, I didn't know I had to get a visa. Mm-hmm. Of course you didn't know because you didn't work with the travel agent. Yeah. You, you know, I can go on and on. Just like mm-hmm. I'm sure you could relate to people doing stuff at home and coming back to in the office being like, well, I didn't know. Yeah. It, the internet is great, but it's not the answer for everything. No. Go to an There's expert. There's nothing that replaces experience. Exactly. Yes. So um, thank you guys yes. for tuning into our, our travel episode. Yeah. I hope you guys dug it. Um, and, uh, you know, just make sure to follow us. Make sure to, to uh, rate us on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, follow us on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. And make sure to share this with your friends. Thank you, guys. Thank you. 